welcome back to another episode of Coffee Cream and Cardigan. Hey now. You ready for today's episode? I am. I'm not. I mean, there's not, <laughs> there's not a lot of dead people in it. Dead but, people? Uh, oh, I still think gosh. it'll be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I know you enjoy talking about uh, the crimey stuff. I do. I really enjoyed doing the missing and murdered people episode episodes i should say yeah it's fun and frustrating at the same time yeah i feel good about doing it and getting you know a little bit awful in there no it's good to raise some awareness absolutely yeah so it was good what's awful about it to be clear is that you read how terribly these people are treated yeah before and after their death yeah yeah that that was really that was a hard one for me i think this one will be pretty tough too yeah now we're 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 really going to talk about the people who uh are the ones out there making the decisions on these yeah cases. exactly oh, exactly that's a good way to tie that into this um i actually almost scrapped this a really? couple of times yeah um it's kind of personal and i remember when we when i did the episode with you and samad on come to think of it yeah um another great episode yes you should check it out <laughs> yeah that was not the, the episode where i interviewed you guys it was the one yeah. where you know we let everybody know we were together mm-hmm. and where we talked about doing coffee cream and convo and i believe samad asked me if there was something that i was afraid to do or i don't remember the question that he posed but he said it was something along those lines and i said you know there are certain topics that i was a little bit hesitant to talk about because it was deeply personal yes um that i decide as we got closer as to whether or not i was going to do it so this week's episode is about narcissism narcissism yes and I decided to do this. I don't remember what happened that made me feel like I should do this episode. But um, whatever it was, I was like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to talk about this. This is, this is a great topic because a lot of people really struggle with this um, and can't always identify it for what it is. Definitely. The behavior that is, I'm saying. And it's an interesting topic to boot. Yes. But you're right. A lot of a lot of people, in my experience, a lot of women live under a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And it's tough to tell. Like, if you don't know what you're looking at, it's yeah. tough to see it. Yeah. So I had an experience with that. And for me, I didn't recognize it for what it was until I started learning about it. And then I was like, holy shit, this is what the fuck I'm dealing with. Yep. And that's um, how it comes up on you. Yeah, pretty much. And so in, in deciding to do this episode, I actually spoke to two people about it. Um, one in particular I spoke to yesterday and she had done an episode about something very personal for her too. And when I, I listened to it, I actually messaged her about it. And I, you know, I really appreciated her episode and her transparency. And that's what inspired me to done, encouraged me, I should say, to be able to discuss this particular topic. So I appreciate both of those ladies very, very much. That's really decent. For their words of encouragement. You're going to yes. shout them out? They know who they are. I didn't, I didn't even tell them <laughs> I was going to mention them. Um, I'll, I'll message them after this, but they are Fair both. enough. Uh, they're both our listeners so i know that they'll hear this and they'll thank know. you ladies yes i appreciate you guys very much um and i appreciate you too because you know you know this all this mess that yeah happened. i mean you need a narcissist in your life right <laughs> <sighs> no i do not been there done that good for you i'm very self-deprecating yeah i know you are it's tough to be both so because of the experience that i had i i don't really want to give too much detail right um but I want to give just enough because I, I I know you know people be lurking. Absolutely, mm-hmm. you, you it's part know. of being a narcissist. Yeah, got to know what's going on all the time, which is really annoying. And uh-huh. I, I've I've really kept a lot of myself to myself, but you know nosiness. That is always the safest way. Uh huh. It's true. 
So let's, let's, let's get into this. Um, so according to Mayo Clinic, narcissism, which is also known as narcissistic personality disorder, is an individual whose personal qualities include thinking of themselves highly, uh, needing admiration, believing other people are inferior, and lacking empathy for others. But because bipolar disorder, sociopathy, borderline personality disorder all have similar symptoms, sometimes it's misdiagnosed. They really are very similar symptoms. I was going to point that out. Yeah, that's something that you and I talk about a lot. We yeah. talk about, as I say, different pathies. Um, when we discuss certain things, we always try to figure out like which one it is. Yeah. That, that's something that we always you know discuss. My favorite is always psychopathy. Yes. <laughs> yes, I know. Go get them, motherfuckers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, interestingly enough, majority of the people who are diagnosed with narcissism are men. That makes sense. Yeah. Men are geared toward being in charge. We've been bred that way for generations. Well, according to one statistic that I found, one in 200 people have the disorder. And of those people, approximately 75% are men. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a really high statistic. Yeah, 2% of everybody. In the world, 75% of those are men. But you know what's interesting? Because again, as, as we mentioned before about the different kinds of quote-unquote pathies, uh, it makes me wonder how many of those people are actually being diagnosed correctly or, or not even seeking help for their behaviors. Yeah. I mean, you, you see a lot of psychopaths are mis misdiagnosed mm -hmm. and uh, there's no way to treat that mm -hmm. if you're not treating it specifically. Like if, if you make that little mistake, like, okay, we're going to treat you for bipolar, right. then you really have this sociopathy related thing mm -hmm. then you know you're not going to fix bipolar right it's the same way if, if you're being treated as a narcissist mm -hmm. and you're a psychopath it's not going to help right. there, there are a lot of psychopaths a lot of people think that psychopath means that you're out here killing people that's right. not what it is right uh so there's a lot of psychopaths who come into power at big companies and mm -hmm. you know political power mm -hmm. those people get very far and a lot of them fit the narcissism category very well right you know i, I was going to save this to talk about it a, a little bit later but since you're on it <laughs> i know you were watching that show this week uh the new netflix show uh what is it called the one about uh tyrants tyrants oh yeah 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 how to be a tyrant how to be a tyrant i didn't realize that was new i thought it was new i have no idea okay. it's new to me <laughs> okay well whether it's new or not i know that uh you're watching that and one of the parts that i walked in on is what they mentioned they were talking about narcissism and I think, what was the political leader that you were watching in that episode? I believe it was Joseph Stalin. It might have been. Uh, that's where you were in here. Okay. Uh, you were here for Idi uh, Amin, I think his name is, the guy from Uganda too. Okay. Uh, most of them are narcissists and psychopaths, mm -hmm. but they really go into it with Joseph Stalin. Okay. You remember what specifically they had mentioned about him? All of the great conspiracy stuff, like how he changed his name when he was a kid. Uh, basically to mean man of steel mm -hmm. um, how he had history erased up to where he took over mm -hmm. uh, they talk about the same thing with Muammar Gaddafi yeah because he had, he went as far with his narcissism as to stop schools from teaching history from before he was in power wait wait so isn't that like what's happening now where they don't want to teach certain things in school yeah mm. okay it's, it's definitely uh, mm. manipulation absolutely power. absolutely on that end for our own government I believe it's more of a psychopathy slash sociopathy issue rather than narcissism because mm -hmm. they know how fucked up and flawed they are mm -hmm. they just have all the power to cover it up and you have all the parents and stuff that don't want their kids to learn certain things 
that's, that's, that's stupidity. That's that really stupidity. is stupidity. You're not supposed to keep people from learning anything. Right. Now, at a certain age, yes. Do I think you should be showing a four-year-old your penis and telling them how it works? Mm. No. Exactly. But at some point in that kid's life, they're going to have to know how a penis works. Right. So, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. You have to know what happened to this country in order to understand how people feel in it. Absolutely. Otherwise, you're going to be the idiot out there talking about black people don't matter. Right. Or right. even worse, you'll be the guy out there going, well, white lives matter, too. Right. Or blue lives matter. That's oh, the one that Jesus. irks my soul. Not that cops don't matter. I'm not saying that they don't matter, but you can't say blue that, lives in comparison to black lives. This is the color of my skin. Yes, not that is my a occupation. job you chose. Right. Right. That's not a life. It's an occupation. Exactly. You know, you mentioned people uh, in positions of power, but also when we talked about the episode with cults. A yeah. lot of cult leaders are narcissists. Absolutely, because it plays right into their scheme. Yes. When we talked about, when I was explaining about uh, Nature Boy from Carbonation, he is like textbook narcissist. If you watch him and watch his behaviors, it is mind-blowing. And a lot of the things that we're going to get into right now are things that you can watch him do. Like if you ever, ever, I don't know, I know you won't, but if you ever hopped into one of his... No. <laughs> hopped into one of his live videos and, and you listen to him talk and the things that he does textbook narcissist it is crazy so let's talk about some causes what causes a person to be a narcissist um could be childhood trauma mm -hmm. you know you could abuse, see that. either physical or sexual abuse or both that causes a lot of mental problems mm -hmm. man um there is excessive parenting and pampering seen that too yeah. i don't see really the connection myself between that and narcissism mm -hmm. like if the experts say then they say but uh i that feel like that would lead to more of a debilitating sort of mental issue like kinda, a coddled child you know in a way but it kind of builds that uh you know i'm so important yeah thing. the whole world revolves around yes me. absolutely um also unrealistic expectations from parents yeah you're out here telling your kid they have to be the best at everything sooner mm -hmm. or later they're gonna think that they are they have to or else they'll never be comfortable yeah true or also um genetics of course uh family history of narcissism I, I mean i think that might be hard to call though because i don't know you know you can look at certain people and be like oh yeah that person was a narcissist but do you really know whether your whole family had that kind of behavior or if it was just that one that popped up or yeah i don't know there could be people behind the scenes that you know Nobody ever realized was a narcissist mm -hmm. or had some sort of mental conditioning that led to you being that way mm -hmm. or that person being that way. That's However. true. That's true. I think that people tend to think that a narcissist is, you know, just purely self-absorbed or vain. Yeah, sometimes it's just that they're just vain. They're not really narcissists. But there's a lot more to it. Like, you know, you think about what well, I remember when I first learned about it. I always thought about uh, narcissists, from, narcissists from Greek mythology. Yeah. You know, I'm a nerd for that stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> so for anyone doesn't, that doesn't know, Narcissus was known to be very attractive. And because of that, he was pursued a lot, but he always rejected his pursuers. Because he always thought he was too good. Right. So, Way too good for these. Uh, for, these for these what? Females. <laughs> <laughs> I know you weren't going to say females. <laughs> So there was this nymph and her name was Echo and she saw him and she fell in love with him. And when she attempted to pursue a relationship with him, he rejected it like he'd rejected everybody else. And he rejected her pretty harshly. And she was so heartbroken that she just kind of wandered off into the woods like a nymph would do. <laughs> and uh, for the re remainder of her life, and she just dwindled away 
and what, all that was left of her was, was her voice, which, you know, echoed. Of course. Um, those so, folks are really good with those little details. <laughs> so, um, because of how harshly he had treated people, including F Echo, the goddess Nemesis. Not to be confused with the new DBD killer. Oh my gosh. From Resident Evil. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Really. So, who was Nemesis? Who was the goddess? Of? <laughs> we'll talk about Dead by Daylight later. Um, <laughs> uh, Nemesis is the goddess of revenge. Ah. I feel like you would like Nemesis a lot. Yeah, I wanted to bring that out. Uh, did you? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I needed you to say it. Oh, you didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as the goddess of revenge, she punished him. And what she did was she led him to a body of water. And when he saw his reflection in the water, he fell in love. And with himself? Yes, with himself, because he was so beautiful. Again, self-absorbed. Pervert? <laughs> I guess. Um eventually he realized you know that it was his reflection that he fell in love with but he wasn't able to leave it so he stayed there for the rest of his life staring at himself until he died well that was a waste dwindled Seems away appropriate though where you go nemesis <laughs> he dwindled away and what was left in his place was a narcissist flower oh i didn't know that existed uh, I, i've never seen one but uh that's... there should be one day a year where you just give those to people who you think are narcissists oh. and if you're correct you win something <laughs> win what I don't know. They just got to come out their pocket with like a $5 bill for you. Uh, ah, you got me. You think that a, a $5 bill is going to make up for all the, the narcissistic abuse? I don't think so. No, no. But it, I mean, if everybody in the office gives their boss a narcissist flower. Do you mean the office to show? No, uh, I don't oh. think there's a single narcissist in there. <laughs> Dwight seems like one sometimes, but really, <laughs> I don't think there is. Nobody's Not Michael. qualified for that. No. <laughs> Man, I've seen online people critiquing the show, saying that uh, Jim was a narcissist yes. and Michael was a narcissist. Jim fits better than Michael, but I don't think either of them really are. It's funny you say that because actually one of those things uh, popped up in my phone today, an article about uh, people disliking the relationship between Pam and Pam and Jim yeah. because of Jim's manipulation. Yep. It, when uh, you watch it after reading that kind of thing, it, it's a different kind of show. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't see it that way when I watched it the first go around. Yeah, me neither. Um, but after seeing that and thinking back on the episodes, you know, the ones that I didn't sleep through because I fall asleep through everything, um, it does seem a little, it seems a little manipulative. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's the way people are. He wasn't necessarily being narcissistic about it. It was just, he happened to be right about some things that he could have been wrong about. Yeah. In the end though, because this TV came out all right. <laughs> TV always makes it okay, huh? Got that right. Oh, geez. Well, back to the topic at hand. Excessive vanity is not the only trait of narcissism. Uh, some other things to keep in mind is arrogant and snobby behavior, lack of understanding and consideration for other people's feelings and needs, the need for excessive admiration, the feeling of superiority, and of course, manipulation. There are a few others, but you have to keep in mind that just because you as an individual might exhibit some of those traits, it doesn't mean that you're a narcissist. Right. You might just be a jerk. You might just be a jerk or, you know, something else might have another pathy yeah sometimes you're confused as a strong person for a narcissist just because you know what you want out of life mm -hmm. so while it might seem that some narcissists have their whole life together like they put on a really good show for people it's just that it's a facade yeah, it's all about that mask yeah and individuals with this disorder tend to be really insecure and have low self-esteem which for me that was the, the what i experienced uh the person that i had been involved with was very um 
it really made a big deal about showing off the things that we had, which I could not stand it. Like everything we got that was new, it was like, oh, look yeah. at this, look at that, look at this, look at that. Hated it. Um, and really tried to make it seem like he was all together and very right. far from that. Very that's that's how they do it. That's mm -hmm. how they get you to believe that they're far farther ahead in life than they are. Yeah. And yeah. that's what they need from you. Yep. Yep. So in relationships, according to some things that I've read, a narcissist is going to seek someone who is strong-willed and talented. Like People think that, okay, because you got into a situation where someone manipulated you, you must be a weak person, but that's not the kind of person that they seek. No, they, they can glom nothing from a weak person. Yeah. They need somebody who's going to help build them up. Right. And if they can do that because you're good at something or you have talent in something, right. then you're perfect as long as they can bend you to their will. Exactly. So they seek someone who they can show off in public because they, how other people perceive them, the narcissist, is very important. Yeah. So for me, in the situation, now you know me, I can have a conversation with anybody. That is one thing. I can talk to yep. anyone about anything, anywhere. I just choose not to a lot because introvert. But um, <laughs> if I get into a situation with someone and I, we got to talk about something, oh, I can sit down and have a conversation with you about anything and not mind it. And that was one thing that he had enjoyed that I was really good at. The people really liked me and liked talking to me. Yeah. And I remember one time there was a friend of his that I had never met, never spoken to or anything like that. And he was hanging out with her and he put me on the phone with her and me and this woman had a conversation for two hours. Wow. Yes. Never met this lady. Um, and we talked about all kinds of stuff and he loves that. But at the same time, he really hated that because he yeah. really hated how much people liked me. Now you've got the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good for when he wanted it. He can't be the best if everybody likes you better. Yeah. And that was something that came back to haunt me after a certain point because it, it got really ugly because of that. Because he was very he was very threatened by that because he thought that everybody just really wanted to be around me, which I mean, not yeah. everybody does. You know, A lot of people do. I guess sometimes I don't want to be around me, but he didn't like that. Uh, he didn't like that people enjoyed that. Um, That's really tough on the ego. Yeah, it is. Um, and he couldn't figure out why it was or what it was that I was doing that was so endearing to people. And really all I was doing was just being myself. But that, like a lot of other things, was used against me. I was going to say, so that, that really does make sense. Because mm -hmm. for someone who can never, ever be themselves to mm -hmm. anyone, yeah. to see someone making it so easy easy looking mm -hmm. just by being themselves that's really frustrating mm -hmm. and again difficult to deal with on the ego yeah uh narcissists tend to seek people who have strong family relationships or successful careers mm -hmm. they don't like want yourself yeah that's, that's that's another thing too because that was another thing that he really enjoyed talking about i have a full-time job outside of what i do here it's a pretty good job and he used to like to tell people about what I did yeah. all the time. So they didn't want uh, a narcissist does not seek someone who is weak. They want someone that is a challenge, someone who's strong willed, because it's a challenge to break down a strong willed person. Yeah. Which, again, makes you feel very good about yourself. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And because ultimately that's what they're seeking. They want to feel good Yeah, because they, they have no good identity of their own mm -hmm. to themselves mm -hmm. so anything they can do that makes them feel like yeah like i did something i completed that challenge right so they want people that make them feel good about themselves and admire them someone who may validate them and may overlook their flaws you know like an empath yeah 
um you know again going back to the cult thing and carbonation that man seeks people who are artistic people that can sing that can paint that can dance and that worship him that's the most important thing so they all come Definitely. to him with a talent talent that he means manipulates. nothing if you don't worship him exactly so they manip he, he he manipulates the talent to, to his own benefit look i have these people that can do all this stuff we have this music we have this this we have this that and oh they worship me because you know i'm god air quotes <sighs> yeah disgusting so we talked about earlier how uh the narcissistic traits begin from childhood ways you know things that cause it cause a person to become a narcissist yeah and it's also an issue for the family dynamic so you also have the narcissistic parent that may view their child as property and not a person uh-huh just like in the relationship in a, in a romantic relationship the child is there to make them feel good about themselves um and as the kid grows up and becomes more independent the parent feels threatened of course they do because now they've done too good a job mm-hmm the, the kid is not allowed to show any kind of weakness or vulnerability and again it's all about that show so the appearance is super important absolutely because everything means nothing if no one else believes what you want them to mm-hmm so you want that child to look good act good and make everybody think oh yeah this is a good family you got the parents that are great kids that are awesome meanwhile the kid is being abused in the background uh-huh i lived in one of those families yeah you, everything on the outside had to look picture perfect you talked and in about order that. to maintain that mm -hmm. no one was allowed to have friends no one came over to the house mm -hmm. you only dealt with the family under my father's supervision what about when you guys were in public how did that go we had rules you know you, you keep your mouth shut your head down you don't look at people you don't talk to people people talk to you you don't talk back to them wow that's terrible. Yeah, you don't draw any suspicion onto the family at all. So you had to make sure that you guys had, were on your P's and Q's at all times. In all public. times. Uh, with, you know, the looming threat of very severe violence if you broke the rules. Huh. Like, I mean, in my house, if you if you messed up, you know, uh, you broke a lamp or something. Right. You get the shit kicked out of you. But if you do that in public, in front of people, you, you were over at somebody's house and you break my aunt's lamp. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to get the shit kicked out of you there. And when you get home, you're going to get it again and again and again, because look how you made me look. So that's that's so weird to me, because even if it, you're supposed to put on a good show. So if you misbehave in public, you're going to get beat up in public. Yes, hmm. because he has to show that he's in charge. He doesn't um. stand for this. This doesn't happen under his watch. Mm. It's awful. You've met my father. He doesn't seem like a narcissist. No. He's got all of this. He's got all of it down. He's, he, he's also a psychopath, so you're, that, you're, that's the connection. Your father is very, was very nice and polite when I met him. Like, mm -hmm. you know, he He's didn't... very nice and polite when everyone meets mm -hmm. him. I, I know stories about him uh, based on the things you've told me and I've heard, you know, from other places. Um, But meeting him in person, you would never think that he is that person that that monster sorry yeah that, uh I that mean, you've told me about you know it's crazy that's how people like him mm -hmm. get away with doing things like yeah. that for their entire life yep. the man's almost 70 years old yeah he had a woman living in his home for almost 20 years and mm -hmm. he kicked the shit out of so often that she would try to kill herself on a regular basis your mother yeah mm -hmm. and you know uh two out of three of us children were abused pretty badly too yeah and when i mean back then you know, he'd come fresh off a beat and my eye would still be in the middle of swelling up 
and we'd be out at the grocery store and he's talking to some guy in the, the, the checkout line about the great produce or some shit that this other guy brought up and he has to put on a show for. Oh, God. And, you know, this guy's like, ah, oh, that guy at the grocery store is really friendly. Huh. When, when you speak to people who know my father, a lot of them will tell you that he's a, a great guy. Guy will do anything for you. Mm-hmm. But these aren't the people that my father would drink with or hang out with. You talk to those people, they'll tell you that my father is crazy and how they used to call him the Terminator back through the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, see, that that's the thing. And I, I have a family member that's very similar to that. Um, and it's the same thing. In public, everybody loves this person. Loves, loves, loves. Yeah. The greatest guy ever. He helps everybody out. He does, you know, everything for everyone. But behind closed doors, it, it was... Oh, yes, animal. Yes. Um, awful. Absolutely awful person. Um I, I, I don't know whether he's a narcissist or not, but he definitely does display a lot of very narcissistic behaviors. Um, and I'm going to get into a couple of things here, uh, some terms and some behaviors that uh, a narcissist will display. Um, and he definitely displayed a lot of those things. And I'm sure maybe as we talk about this with your dad, it'll probably fit into these categories as well. It may. Yeah. Although, again, he, he is a psychopath. Like, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So maybe not. Well, let's see. Let's let's talk let's about see how it. close it is. All right. So first thing. Love bombing. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, this is like the setup for narcissistic abuse. So the person will shower you with gifts at the beginning, shower you with gifts and love and attention. Like I did to you. Don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming up on the difference though. I cut you off before you got to the difference. Yes. Yes. Because you don't do the rest of this stuff. Um, and then they slowly take it away as a form of punishment and a way to manipulate you so you get all this love and this affection and as it dwindles you you start to want more so you'll go above and beyond to please them and to stroke their ego as a way to get that attention back but this is just a form of manipulation yeah it is and it's because they know that you know they're so nice to you in the beginning and then all of a sudden you're not getting that you're not feeling that Mm -hmm. you're gonna think what am i doing wrong i better try harder Mm-hmm. Because if you're not that person, if you're the person who's like, look, I ain't changed a thing. This is some problem that you got. I don't know why you're acting like this. Then you're the one that gets kicked out the door. Right. They don't want you around anymore. Now you're too strong-willed. Right. Which, which <laughs> we'll definitely get into that. Um, so they they stop doing the things and that's a way to uh, guilt you into doing more for them and yeah. more for them. It's just a form of manipulation. And the thing is that when you say it, when you read these things and you explain it to somebody, it sounds crazy. You wouldn't think that you could fall for it. Yes, but it's so subtle the it way that it really happens. Is. It's so subtle that you don't even realize that's what's happening to you. Most women who've been in an abusive relationship will, will vouch for that. Like you, you don't. Sometimes you don't even see that it's really getting to where it is until it's too late. Until it's too late. Absolutely. And when it is there, you still don't recognize it for what it is. You think, uh-huh. ah, you know, I probably shouldn't have burned those hot dogs i wouldn't have got punched in the face yeah, yeah that's that's not a good reason to get punched in the face right so you gotta you gotta kind of you gotta look out for stuff mm-hmm. and that's it's, where we come in trying to help y'all out as best we can um you know and you, you said something though you said uh punched in the face it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be a physically abusive no, relationship even. it can just be emotionally emu- emotionally abusive absolutely which is just as bad as being punched in the fucking face you burn the hot dogs i'm going out Yep. I don't know when I'm coming back. Yep. Where are you going? None of your business. Yep. I'm going out, I said. Yep. That, then you come back, or they come back. Whenever they come back. And they're still 
angry at you mm-hmm. and you've been feeling sorry about it the whole time mm-hmm. or you're upset however it is specifically that you feel when they come back you're like all right is he going to be nice to me or are right. they going to be nice right. to me? Or are they going to be the same person or right. are they still going to be angry that i fucked up and that's where you fall back into that thing of trying to stroke their ego yes. and make them feel good in order for them to start being nice to you it's just a it's a vicious cycle i'm sorry i gave you a reason to go out and cheat on me yep. and then come back and tell me what a scumbag i am because mm-hmm. i fucked up your dinner mm-hmm. my bad next thing gaslighting that's another pretty good one this one comes back to my favorite movie i know it does <laughs> let them know what it is shout it out huh? my favorite movie is gaslight with ingrid bergman it's an old black and white movie it one is. of my favorites so just a quick uh, overview of what the movie is um so that you can get an understanding of what gaslighting is it's about a woman who has this whirlwind romance with a man so he starts off love bombing like we just talked about mm-hmm. uh they get married and she moves him into her rich deceased aunt's home Ooh, yeah the inheritance yes right so the man romances her but slowly starts doing things that make her feel crazy so he'll start taking things and then telling her that she's forgetful and she forgot it at home like whatever the thing right. was um and slowly he just ramps it up to the point that she starts having outbursts in public and then people other people start to believe that she's crazy well yeah because when you start complaining about something like that you look crazy yes and you feel crazy yeah when you're you, when you're gas when someone gaslights you you feel like you're crazy because you really start to second guess yourself yeah and that's the way it's designed yes yeah. a very convincing way to get control of your mind yep so she would have these outbursts in public and people would be like oh yeah she is crazy and for a while you know again she thinks she is crazy yeah until uh this police officer comes and he shows her that she's being manipulated into uh into thinking that she's crazy so it could give the man an opportunity to steal her aunt's priceless jewels that she had wow first of all that's a big ending guy's gonna steal these priceless jewels Mm -hmm. second of all wow because hollywood really makes it look like police give a damn right (laughs) the funny thing is that when i when i first watched this movie this was years before i even knew anything about gaslighting so i understood it but i was like wow that's really weird how can somebody really do that this is just a movie it's fake uh no it's it's not of course it's exaggerated for hollywood well yeah but it's like you know the cop is the one who told her right their cops are their good guys <laughs> well you know cops were the good guys back in the 40s right they were on tv <laughs> and they ain't never been any better or worse than they are right now well it's always been the same that's a different that's a different thing if you a police officer shout out to you but if you a policeman knock it off a policeman y'all know the difference and if you don't good for you <laughs> well that means you haven't had to experience the difference uh, indeed well movie aside uh this is exactly what gaslighting is according to healthline.com it's the act of manipulating a person by forcing them to question their thoughts memories and events that occurred around them uh this was something that really fucked with my head in the situation that i had been in i believe it and i remember seeing things and saying like why the hell would you do xyz and he'd be like no i didn't do that even though like i had proof of what was happening yeah they've got every reason for why yep. that proof is not presented the way it should be yep 
oh you you got that wrong mm-hmm. that's out of context oh yeah oh yes or, that's or, not what i was doing in that picture you're overthinking that's not what that text means you're yeah. overthinking it. Ah, you're overthinking it. now they me, don't want you to do that let me tell unless you unless you're being gaslit then they want you to overthink it, but not that part of it <laughs> not that part it's now, a whole hustle man it's like sheep herding out there i am one per, i'm one to an, overanalyze things we know this i analyze things to death yes we do but <laughs> that's not what was happening in that situation <laughs> I, I wish I could I could say more to explain it a little bit more deeply, but again, I, I don't want to uh, just for privacy purposes and whatever. Right. But um, it would be things that was so ridiculous, and I'd be like, "What? Why, why would you say that to somebody? Or why would you do that?" Yeah. Uh, you're oh, that was nothing. You're just overthinking it. But look at what the fuck you're doing. Was I? Was I <laughs> overthinking it, or did you do exactly what I just said? What I said you did, and and I I, I know, I know. In hindsight, like and when I look back at it, I'm like, why did I just let that? Why did I, why did I let that go? Yeah. Why did I let that happen? I felt like I was overthinking it because he would say, oh, "Are you? You're, you must be overthinking it." I'd be like, "Hmm, maybe I am." And then you begin to overthink that. And, yes. And all of a sudden, well, even if he's not right, maybe I was wrong. Right. Right. And that's how it goes. <sighs> Next thing, flying monkeys. I like this. Of course you do. Because I'm a fan of the Wizard of Oz. Uh, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I almost dropped a thousand and some dollars on pops oh, from the Wizard of Oz. My God! But I was like, no. If I can't have the one I want, I don't want any of them. Was it a thousand dollars? It was fourteen hundred. No. No, no. You're the right. Wicked Witch itself was four hundred. Yeah. And then you know the the three clowns that are with her through mm. the journey are a few hundred apiece or a few hundred together. I mean, and then Dorothy's like eight hundred dollars or something. Like that. That's a lot of money for that some, is way too fucking Funko much pops. for a piece of vinyl. <laughs> and that's that shit has music on it and is autographed by an artist that i enjoy eight hundred dollars is too much for fun uh, indeed i agree but back to the topic yes back flying, to the flying monkeys flying monkeys yes so if you know the story of wizard of oz this flying monkey concept will make sense you want to tell what the flying monkeys did real quick before we get into it the flying monkeys that we're speaking about or the ones in the movie in the movie because the motherfuckers in the movie was the the deliverers yes of, of the will of the narcissistic witch yes the wicked witch of the west yes let's not get her confused with glenda okay. the good witch <laughs> yes so a flying monkey is someone who is used to carry out the manipulative vendetta of the narcissist i like that i like the way that sounds thank the you. manipulative vendetta thank you thank you I put that's that together. my girl i put that together myself Boom. <laughs> stick that in your flying monkey hole so the flying monkey is used to carry information whether it's true or false and is used to guilt trip the victim or that person might be outright aggressive mm-hmm. or fight on the behalf of the narcissist yeah. man i've seen plenty of manipulative dudes mm-hmm. who get in a fight with their girlfriend knowing they're stone cold wrong in this mm-hmm. and then their sister or their cousin will come up and slap the shit out their girlfriend mm-hmm. for talking to him that way mm-hmm. that person is just acting on behalf of the narcissist so yeah. that per the the narcissist might be going on a whole smear campaign and you know getting other people to dislike you because of the bullshit that they're they're telling yeah and uh these people will come on their behalf and try to defend them, even though they are the person. The narcissist is the person that's abusing you. Yeah, and to be fair, they're abusing them too, and they don't realize it either. That's yes. why they're all amped up. This yeah. wonderful person yeah. is telling me these horrible things about you, and it must be true because yeah. I know this guy. I know this yeah. person. They wouldn't do that. Yeah. You must be wrong. You must be this villain that they're portraying you yeah. as. So 
now I'm going to stand up for this person. That is the same thing that I experienced after everything was over. Um, he started going around and telling stories about me. And mm -hmm. some of the stories were true. You know, I, I can't be like, oh, that was a lie. But out of, uh, let's say out of 100, 2% were true. The rest was bullshit. And so many people believed it. You heard it here first. So many people believed it. And I really wanted to go and defend myself. Right. But for what? Yeah. Why bother? Why bother? They've made their choice. Yes. They know you. Yes. They obviously know you where this person wouldn't be telling them these things. Mm -hmm. And if they chose, knowing both of you, to believe that he's right without hearing you out, then they've already made the decision and yes. they're not worth your time and anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And again, because the narcissist puts on this show, people will tend to believe. <coughs> Excuse me. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Almost died there. Choked on my own saliva. Oh, dear. I don't know how. It's just something <laughs> fat people do, I guess. Oh, I don't know. I, I've been doing it my whole life. Sometimes I just breathe and they spit in my mouth and it doesn't work out right. <laughs> what? Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought with that, but that's okay. All I'm saying is you have to uh, understand what's happening around you. And if people are coming and they're trying to be aggressive with you on behalf of that person, let them say what they want to say and go about your business. Yeah. I mean, you handle it how you got to handle it to look at yourself in the mirror and all, but you can't put too much stock into it because remember they're under the same spell that you were yes yes and that was something i i decided that i wasn't going to argue or defend myself because for what people will believe what they want to believe but eventually mm -hmm. they will see that person the narcissist for who they are because remember the narc is always looking for narcissist narcissistic supply they're always looking for someone that they can feed off of there's always another victim there in the wings absolutely let me tell you, my older brother mm -hmm. is a narcissist mm -hmm. and a psychopath mm -hmm. and a sociopath. Mm -hmm. I've seen this guy pull some shit. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, this this is some detail I don't normally share with a lot of people. Okay. But he had his own little cult following mm -hmm. when I was a teenager. He had literally about a dozen or so people convinced that hmm. he was a vampire. <laughs> Dead ass. In 1996, 97, he had a dozen wow. followers willing to go stab somebody and take what wow. they got. Wow. Because... He needs to feed. Uh -huh. But then, you know, of course, you don't get to see him feed. He, you have to leave. And then oh, he feeds God. And, you know, all that. And it sounds ridiculous to yes. you and I. Yes. And it looked ridiculous when I would see these people. Yes. But they were so into it because uh -huh. of the manipulation and the sociopathy tactics that he would pull on people. Uh -huh. And if you started to catch on at all, he wouldn't even be the one to hurt you. He would send those minions after you to hurt you because now you've turned your back on the flock. See, that's just like a, a cult. The regular cult would do the same thing. Any cult yeah, would do the same thing. Absolutely. Have, that's how they maintain control. You have the the leader who teaches all of these things. And they might say, okay, you know, this is what we're supposed to do. This is what we live by. This is what we do. If you don't want to be here, you can go. Yeah. But then when a person might say they want to go, then you have the members of the cult that'll come in and be like, no, no, you shouldn't go. Here's why. No, you're going to go to hell. That. You're going you're gonna to die. Just like whatever. Grace was talking about yes. when we had her on. Yes. Like uh, they told her mom that she can leave at any time. Mm -hmm. But they took the title to her car, the yep. deed to her house, her yep. bank accounts. So where's she going to go? Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And then, of course, Grace mentioned that when, you know, she had thoughts about leaving, they, they sent plants. Mm -hmm. Planted people to go yes. in there and, you know, yes. oh, you're going to go to hell. Mm -hmm. God is going to hate you. Yep. Jesus wants you to be here. You yep. have to be here. This is the place for you. Don't go out there into the world. Flying monkeys. A sheep among the wolves. Yeah. I like that line, but I hate those people. Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> I've cast a lot of motherfuckers out like a sheep among the wolves. Oh, God. 
<laughs> that sounds very narcissistic, it but I feel quite, like it's relevant for this episode. Quite. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about hoovering. That sounds neat. I hope we're not talking about Jay Edgar. No. I don't I mean, I don't judge people in their proclivities, but I'm just not into the same kind of things he was. Oh, uh, you sure? Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen me wear your clothes? No, thank goodness. Well. <laughs> that's what he's best known for in my circles. Oh, okay. Well, that and you know, denying that the mafia exists. Way to go, man. Decades we got out of that guy. He did a lot of stuff. I actually read something not too long ago uh where they were saying that he was passing um he was uh black or half black was he yeah and uh um, wow. nobody knew about it yeah, you damn right they didn't or he <laughs> wouldn't have got to be in control of the exactly, fbi exactly exactly but uh hoovering is uh an, a type of emotional abuse ah and it vacuums. no it's not no 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 or sex stuff and <laughs> sex stop it <laughs> oh god <laughs> Hoovering <laughs> is a type of manipulation where a narcissist will try to suck the victim back into the relationship. So that makes sense. a narcissist wants to be in control at all times, all times. Mm -hmm. You are not allowed to leave them. They leave you. That's the way it goes. Yes. So if they start to feel like you are taking the steps to get away from them, they're going to try to suck you back in. They're going to try to st start love bombing you again, trying to get you back with them just so that you can continue so they can continue to get the supply that they need, that mm -hmm. that emotional, that everything that they want from you. So that's just something, you know, to look out for. You take a step Definitely. away and you realize that they're trying to suck you back in. But you got to realize they are they sucking you back in to do better or is it just to do the same shit over and over again? That's the important thing. Because sometimes it might not be a narcissist. It might just be somebody who took you for granted and, you know, fucked up. Right. And now they see it. They're really sorry. Right. This could be something. Don't leave anybody that you've been with for 30 years because of what you heard just here. <laughs> right, right, right. Of course. But at the same time, you have to watch because if they go right back into it, that's what they meant to do in the first place. See, I think that that's, that's the thing when it comes to narcissism is that sometimes people will say, oh, yeah, this person must be a narcissist or that person must be a narcissist. And when it's just that they're just toxic. Yeah, for real, that exists. Just that, being a toxic douchebag is a thing. There's yes. a lot of them. Absolutely. I mean, we've all had. Oh, y'all can come here, listen to us. I'm sorry, I cut yes. you off like a toxic douchebag, but y'all okay. can come listen to us and come to think of it because we got a lot of content for y'all. Yes, if you'd like some toxicity, please go over there. Uh, they have plenty the of savage toxicity. Has what you need. <laughs> <laughs> they have plenty of, of toxicity over there. But that's the thing. There's a there's a there's a difference between that. I mean, I've had heartbreaks before, and I was like, man. This is awful. This is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Not till you meet a narcissist is not. And um. every time, mm -hmm. every time you get your heart broken, it's the awfulest thing ever. I didn't think it would yes. happen again. Yes. Yeah. Well, get used to it, man. That's how life works, bro. It happens. It, it happens. Um, the last thing is the discard phase. Now, like I said, you are not supposed to leave a narcissist. No. They are supposed to leave you. That's the way it is. It's the way it'll be if they can do anything about it. Believe mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And so this is when this is the part where the narcissist has completely worn their victim down and is tired of them. And they just move on to another victim, another person. They 
will just leave you there. So they've sucked you dry, taken all of your energy, left you feeling like you are nothing and just in a slump. Yeah. I mean, what use have they got for you now? At that point, yes. If they can't control you, they yep. can't manipulate you, they can't make you feel yep. the way they want you to. Yep. You're a broken toy. Yep. Yep. So how to get out of a relationship with a narcissist. Now, this is something that I think is, is really tough. So I, I'll just, you know, explain from my, my perspective and what I did. I, uh, I just walked away. It got to a point where I realized that I was just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. It was the same vicious cycle. You know, they say insanity is when you do the same thing over and over again and you expect something different to happen. Yeah. Um, and that I started realizing, insane. yes, it is insane. And I started to realize that that was what was happening to me. I was kind of stuck in this hamster wheel of really high highs and really low lows, like really low lows. And yeah, every now time you I, look bipolar. Yes. So every time I thought that it couldn't get lower, it did. Um, every time I thought that something, it couldn't get worse, it got worse and worse and worse. He did a lot of things that I had, um, he had taken a lot of things that I had told him in confidence and used them against me. Which is another good tool to mm -hmm. use for manipulation. Yeah, it was, it was really hurt. You, it was you, you really take hurtful. what the person feels the worst about in their yep. life and turn it into a tool for you. Yeah. Uh, I was at a stage in my life where this I was trying to make some changes in my personal life that I needed. Mm -hmm. And so I had to do some things that I didn't really want to have to do. Nothing bad, like, you know, n nothing uh, bad, illegal, nothing like that. Just right. some changes. So you didn't I go out and do cocaine and get into gangbangs no. and stuff? Hell no. No, I was trying to change my life for the better. But yeah. in order to change my life for the better, I had to do some things and move some things around in ways that I wasn't happy with, but I knew it was a temporary thing. And I was really down about it. You, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. I do. And, um... He took one of those things and used it against me. It, it really freaking that hurt. That is the most valuable tool in manipulation. Yeah. Let me tell you, not just for narcissists. I mean, in general. Mm -hmm. uh, I've used manipulation to make money in my life. And when you know what someone is hurt most by or the most sensitive about, mm -hmm. you've got all the power. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that's what happened. So everything that I had said in confidence, it started to be used against me. Until I started to realize that the things that he was saying about me was really a reflection of the things that he felt about himself. Yep. Now in your position, an intelligent woman, someone who does overthink things, which means you go back and analyze mm -hmm. every detail yep. of what happened that yep. you can remember. Yep. You get to see that kind of thing. Yep. But a lot of people don't think that deeply on it because it's painful for them. It a lot of people can't be fully self-aware because it hurts them to see who they are, mm -hmm. not who they want to be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's an issue too. That's how you get sucked in because you have to really be comfortable with yourself and know who you are and how you are mm -hmm. in order to pick up on it and properly respond to it to get away. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to better yourself mm -hmm. and you have to look at it that way. Yep. You might lose the only income you got. Maybe you don't work and your boyfriend is the abusive narcissist that we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. And you know, you need to get away, but you got these kids and no job and he's paying all the bills. But believe me, as hard as it sounds, It'll get easier when you do it. Yes. You get it yes. done. You do the hard part. If not for you, then for the people around you, yes. your kids, your parents, your siblings, the people who care about you. Mm -hmm. You do what you have to do as hard as it may seem. Go out and get a, a, a crap job that you can get yourself uh, an efficiency apartment into projects with. Mm -hmm. You know, Go out and do whatever it takes to make that next step because yep. the next step is the first one. Yep. And everyone around you is waiting for you to come back. Yep. 
that's it. And that's literally what it was for me. I realized when I came to that realization, I was done. Um, as this the relationship was going, and this is as an aside, as the relationship was going on and all the things were happening, and I didn't, I didn't understand that it was narcissism. I didn't right. understand it for what it was. I, I was just like, what, what is this? What, what's happening here? Um, and I had started to learn about narcissism. And as I learned about it, and as I watched what happened, I realized that where I was in that relationship. Then I came to that realization that what he was doing was, you know, hurting me, trying to hurt me using things that were really his issue, not mine. Yeah. And that is when I walked away. Um, and it, walking away is not easy. I, I just want to make that really clear. There was plenty of times that I walked away and I came back and I wanted to go back that last time. But I was just like, I can't I can't keep doing it because I was seeing things in it and seeing how it was escalating. And I had to think about my kid. I didn't want her to be raised Absolutely. in a situation like that. That was the biggest thing for me. That is how mm -hmm. a childhood turns into or turns a person into someone who's willing to be manipulated by yeah. a narcissist. Because, well, this is what my mom did. Oh, yeah. that guy acts just like my dad or my yeah. stepdad or yeah. my mom's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. It was so nice to me all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. And, 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 and to make it clear, he was very nice to my kid. She loved him. But he did not treat me in the way that I felt that I deserved. And right. I didn't want her to be raised in that kind of toxic environment. So I walked and I never looked back after that. He has tried many times to get my attention in many, many different ways. Um, he did some things so that other people would see it and it would get back to me. Yeah. Um, and it was lying monkey. Yes. Um, it was some hurtful things that he did. And, um, but the people who came to me with it, you know, they were just like, what the fuck is this shit? And, <laughs> you know, I remember just telling them it's, it's bullshit. It's, it's just to get my attention. And yeah. that's what it was. Um, but when they did, they, they told me about those things rather than going to him about it. I didn't say anything. Which is the, the best thing that you can do because that's the most hurtful thing you can do to that person. Yes. Is not acknowledge yep. that they've gotten to you. Yep. And that's what I did. I didn't address it, address him at all. I didn't react, even though, you know, I was here by myself yeah. being pissed off about it. I didn't say anything to him. And that, that, that tactic is known as gray rocking. When you have someone who is a narcissist and you disregard them, that Just is completely so, cut them off. yes, that is so hurtful to them. You give them no play whatsoever. They say something to you. You either don't respond or you respond. Yes, no, maybe whatever as little you give them as little as possible fire needs oxygen to burn yep you choke it off it'll go out yep you have to remember that they're always looking for a reaction a reaction means that you care they want you to exactly. care exactly it's attention yep it's the attention that they need it might not be the the right attention you might be yelling at them and arguing with them but guess what they got you you're taking your time to sit there and argue with them and tell them what a douchebag they are so they still got an end they're still controlling you yeah so for me, it was easy because to walk away because we had no ties. Right. No, had, no kids, nope. no, no tied finances, nope. no mortgage to worry about nope. with each other. Nothing, nothing. Um, so but for people who have children and have those ties, it makes it a little bit more difficult. If you have a kid, use an intermediary. Have somebody else drop off the kid. Absolutely. Try to keep your contact as little as possible. If you have to speak, like I said, keep it at the yes or the no's. You don't feed into whatever they say. Even if they say something that's going to hurt your feelings, 
just take it don't say anything because all they want is the attention that's what they're looking for they're mm -hmm. looking for your reaction mm -hmm. and you know if if you are one of those people with kids who has to keep separate from the person and use an intermediary don't be afraid or ashamed to tell your attorney what's going on yeah um i know attorneys aren't cheap but there's there's a lot of them out there who understand domestic violence and domestic abuse and you know they'll take payments and work with women and give you time to you mm -hmm. know get on your feet and mm -hmm. make small pay i mean my father's always made pretty decent money at things but he was pretty terrible at spending it for a while <laughs> uh. so uh when he got divorced he actually found a divorce attorney who listened to his story about how his wife you know became a crackhead and all this stuff and she sold the houses out from under him and now he's in all this debt and this woman allowed him to pay twenty dollars a week for i don't know seven eight years before he finally had enough to pay the whole thing off right so like there are ways there are people out there who will help you and yeah. i understand you're going to get a lot of no's and a lot of you don't have the money uh how about but using there's, a friend? there's ways there, there are you can get a friend have a friend you know, the, i know people who are close enough to me where if they needed that i would help them out yes, when i can same thing here and same you know here. maybe you can't always maybe it's a, a far drive maybe you're in new york and they're in new jersey or something uh it's tough to find somebody who's that kind of friend i will drive but you know <laughs> they're out there i will and there yep. there are options there are ways yep. Uh, I dated a girl for a while who did not get along with her her child's father. It was a one night stand. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy told her to get an abortion. She didn't do it, so he had the idea that he shouldn't have to pay child support or have anything to do with the kid. Right. Um, and they had a police escort. Every yep. time uh, they had to have visitation, they would have to go to the police station to make the exchange. You have to do what you need to do to keep yourself safe. Yeah. I feel like having an experience with a narcissist really changes your views on relationships and on people and on a lot of things. I think I spent maybe six, eight months by myself. No. Yeah. And um, I remember coming home and not wanting to be at home because it was quiet. And when it was quiet, it would make me think. And then I get all worked up. I hated the weekends. I hated days off. I hated all of those things. But although it felt like the worst thing, it was the best thing. It I really did. was. It turned out to be the best thing mm -hmm. for you because you got to know yourself on a level that you didn't know yourself before. Right. I'm, I've always and, been. And it was pretty, a healthy level. Right. Absolutely. I've always been pretty self-aware. Um, that just helped me learn a whole lot more, like you said. And that time by myself was really what I needed to heal. I feel like, um, and this was a conversation that I had with um, the lady that I mentioned earlier mm -hmm. yesterday, um, when I was really like hesitant about doing the episode. Um, she said that she has she when she got out of her relationship she still has moments where she has what, what she would call PTSD where she has these moments where she has these flashbacks or when something happens and she might argue with her partner she reacts in a way that she would have reacted in that past relationship yeah and and I mean that's something that I do sometimes and I've, I've, we've talked about that where I'll respond to you in a certain way that I know has nothing to do with you it's just my uh, it just triggers me in, in, in that way sometimes when we when we have disagreements. Yes. Um, but the same way that I can say to you, you know, this is what this is. I also have to come back and be able to apologize for you to you for my reaction, because I know that my reaction is not based on our relationship. Right. Um, well, that's difficult. It's yeah. difficult to recognize. Mm -hmm. It's very hard because sometimes I react that way and I don't realize it till like a while after. But it, it's just part of the whole process and the healing process it doesn't the healing doesn't happen right away it takes time um anyway according to uh psychology today there are a couple of things you can do in order to help you uh heal and or ways to just leave the relationship 
Um, one of the things is joining a support group or seeking therapy. Yeah. Again, uh, we cover therapy on Come to Think of It for a little bit there. Mm -hmm. uh, got an episode and a couple of updates on there. Mm -hmm. uh, there's there's plenty of help, affordable help. Yes. Better help. Better help. Absolutely. How's that going for you? Very well. I'm very pleased with the service and uh, how it's working out for me. That's good. I'm glad. Another thing is to become autonomous. Create your own life outside of the relationship. You have to. Mm -hmm. You very necessarily have to. Yeah. Uh, build your self-esteem and learn how to value yourself. You know, one of the things is, again, the, the narcissist is looking to suck all of those things out of you. So when you get out of that relationship, you, you are beat down and you yeah. need to rebuild yourself. And you are very likely to crawl back. Yeah. You have to take the time to heal yourself by yourself. Like I just said, I spent all this, these months, it was by, maybe closer to a year, by myself. Yeah. And... Um, it, it was hard. It was very, very hard at first, but I got to a place where I really enjoyed being by myself and being able to think clearly and and not have to worry about, you know, what's going to happen next. When's the shoe going to drop? You know what I mean? It's a whole new world yeah. and you can be comfortable in your yep. own solitude. Yeah. And it, really, um, it is not a dark world. No. It's it, a very peaceful mm -hmm. world uh, and it's as bright as you want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. You just have to, to, to work through the hardest parts. Um, another thing is learn how to be assertive and to set boundaries. That's very important. Yeah. Uh, I'm fairly assertive in everyday life. Mm -hmm. And I set boundaries in every situation. Yep. No matter what situation I walk into, there are boundaries. There are things that I will not abide by. Mm -hmm. And you have to make that clear to people when they, when they try to cross those boundaries. Even if that boundary is the way that they talk to you when they were angry, mm -hmm. you have to set it. Because yeah. if you don't, they're going to keep coming across that line every time. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. Um, this kind of goes back to what I said before about identifying your abuser's defenses and your triggers and learn how to detach for them, from them. That's not easy. It's been over maybe three years now since I've been out of that relationship. Yeah. And I am still triggered. I feel you. I'm still I'm still triggered by certain things. It's not it's not a lot of things, but I, I'm triggered. Um, and I know based on the conversation that I had with this other lady yesterday, like I said, I keep mentioning she's triggered as well. And it's been a while since she's been out of that relationship. It, yeah. it, it just it takes time. She, she's out of the relationship. She's married to somebody else and she's still triggered. It I am a time. man who is very competent uh, at, at being stoned, like uh, not like high, like with weed, but like. Being a, a, a stone-hearted person, mm -hmm. uh, I am very well in control of my emotions nearly every second of the day. Mm -hmm. I'm very good with compartmentalizing, getting down to the, the black and white of yes, everything. I can burn everything right down to its base and tell you what it's worth to me <laughs> yes, in <you> every <laughs> situation. And it'll be harsh because kids can get it too. The kid ain't mine. He means nothing to me. If he dies in the street, it's just somebody else's problem. I don't care. Get out of my face. You're not getting my dollar in your cup. Oh, my gosh. Like that. I mean, something like that seems really harsh, but you have to be able to do that sometimes. And I'm not saying that I'm a better person because I can do that because it really does mess up a lot of things. But even I being so in control of how I feel and burning things down to their base have a problem with triggers. There are things that trigger me. Yes, you are triggered. I think you have you are the most one of the most black and white people that I know, you can analyze something down to the nitty gritty. Um, but you are definitely, there There are things that trigger you sometimes. Um, there are, respect is a really big thing for me. Mm -hmm. When I feel disrespected, that's a trigger. Mm -hmm. uh, if I know you're trying to disrespect me, 
I'm also aware enough to realize that you're trying to trigger me, so a lot of times it won't. But it's that casual, that casual disrespect, you know, that, that'll catch you off guard and, you know, catch a slap in the mouth for oh, it. Oh, dear. Even though I know better. <sighs> Next thing. Don't make empty threats. If you decide you want to leave, do it. Absolutely. That's and it. And for the record, Heidi has never caught a slap in the mouth. <laughs> if, if Heidi from caught me. a slap in the mouth from you, we would not be here right now. So no, let, we'll let's be off somewhere slapping there. each other in the mouth. No, we would not be in this relationship <laughs> at all. Let's, let's not pretend. I want to make that whole of that very clear. We do not have a, an abusive relationship at all. No. We have a very... Would not recommend. We have a very healthy relationship. We communicate pretty well. We argue just like everybody else. We argue badly just like everybody else. Yeah. But... <laughs> Like are you say, yeah, this is true, but we um, are also determined to work through our differences and our issues together. Definitely, because we can see on the base value of things again that uh, we work very well together uh, as people, not like in industry. We work mm -hmm. very well together for this podcast, yes, but as people, as a, a loving team, we work very well together. Yeah, we we understand each other for the most part. Yeah. Uh, we truly care about each other and that allows us to recognize when the other one's getting fucked up on something. Yep. And, you know, that really helps. It sounds like it's just like, oh, well, that's everyday people stuff. But everyday people stuff, you know, you, you lose friends all the time. You switch friends, mm -hmm. you switch girlfriends, boyfriends, lovers, whatever it is that you do. Mm -hmm. So when you find somebody who's truly compatible like that, it's important to be able to recognize it. And again, I don't feel like you can if you're not comfortable being by yourself. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel like uh, that's that's the way to heal and to learn and to be a better person in a relationship is if you can take that alone time and learn truly learn yourself. Well, yeah. Then you learn how to approach another person and learn how to approach a, a relationship. I think if I was not, if I didn't spend so much time by myself trying to reflect on certain things, I would not be the person that I am to you right now. Right. And that's huge. This, go ahead. part of being able to walk away from someone mm -hmm. is knowing that you'll be okay when you're alone yeah yeah you don't you don't have to have a backup spouse lined up you don't have to just because you don't have a job doesn't mean you have to go find somebody who's got a job to leave this fool for mm -hmm. if you're comfortable by yourself if you know you can do it by yourself it's going to make it a whole lot easier and not just this long-term relationship i mean every relationship you get in you have to be able to think to yourself at some point if this doesn't work out I'm happy to be alone with it. I don't care. Mm -hmm. So, you know, work on yourself. And that's another thing. Um, just to go back to our relationship, um, we have really open communication. Yeah. And when I came into the relationship with you, well, for after, you know, deciding to be in the relationship with you, because at first, you know, I, I didn't want a relationship. Nope. Didn't um, like me. I did like you. I just, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's why we got into a relationship so quickly. But, um, I was really open with you about my past and some of the things that I experienced. Yeah. And that was also really important because that helps you understand why I might react the way I do or, you know, why I feel the way I feel about certain things. And it's yeah. really important that when you do get to the point that you're ready to be in another relationship, that you're open with the things that have happened to you, with what you want, with what you don't want, with what you accept, with what you will not accept whatsoever. That's really, really important absolutely in relationship i mean we're not saying that on your first date you should start talking to this person about oh, no. all the bad experiences no, you've no, had oh no, no or how great it was with this person but you know you got to put it out there because if they don't know then they literally don't know if you don't tell someone they don't know you can't you can't rely on someone to infer from how you're acting mm -hmm. 
why you're acting that way. Right. All they see a lot of times is how you're acting, not why. The why is very important in every aspect right. of your life. Right. Um, and also, I th- I feel like because you have such an understanding of me and my my whys and whatnot, yeah, that made doing this episode a lot easier. I feel really anxious still because it was really hard for me to do this, but I feel comfortable doing it with you and also sharing this with everyone because I feel like there's a lot of people that need to hear these things and to know that they're not alone in those relationships and that there are ways to get out. Indeed. I'm not a therapist, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not at anything, but I'm, I'm always willing to listen to whoever needs someone to talk to. I've had people reach out to me a lot lately and even before we started this podcast and asking questions about certain things because I would post certain things about narcissism and different things like that you have to have people around you that are willing to listen to you and if you don't have that (laughs) there you can always reach out to us we are available probably not Tommy because you know Heidi is always available to you (laughs) Tommy is much more Uh, reserved social media and I also don't care about your problems oh that's so rude well I mean I don't I handle mine you handle yours fam if you need help I'll tell you where to get it but if you're gonna ask me for advice about this guy's dick you've been sucking and he smacks you around my advice is to get the fuck out of there and stop sucking his dick stop getting slapped in the face like like I said we're here to listen there are people that are willing to listen if you need someone to talk to I'm always willing to listen uh, the DM is always open on Coffee Cream and Convo. There's plenty of people who have hopped in already, and we've had great conversations and are so, 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 so awesome. Absolutely. Uh, I've told Shout you. Shout out to all y'all. I've told you about them. Um, but, you know, there are people that are willing to listen. And if you don't have anyone and you need someone to talk to, we're here. Like I said, not necessarily Tommy, but I'm here. Someone will get back to you. Some- <laughs> Heidi will get back to you. <laughs> if you got a question specifically for me or a comment, Go ahead, send it through. I'll see it or I'll hear about it. I'll deliver the message if you got something to say about him. She will. I will. I, I always do. She enjoys that kind of thing. I do. <laughs> <laughs> so one last tip, and I feel like this one is the most important. When the relationship is over, and that, I mean, even if it's over because you walked or that or that person walked, allow yourself time to grieve. It's like a death because the narcissist is not a real person. That facade that they showed you at the beginning is just that. It's a facade. Mm-hmm. So when that relationship is over, the person that you're grieving for is not a real person. That's it, the person they wanted you to see. Right. So it's okay to grieve. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to to mourn the person that you thought they were, the relationship that you thought that you were going to have. That is okay. It is okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be hurt. All of that is fine. Allow yourself time for that even if you're a man even if you are a man it's okay i know plenty of men that have been involved in relationships with toxic and narcissistic women Uh allow yourself time to grieve you can't can't be out here being all tough guy like it's okay tell your friends you ain't beat up about it and whatnot but if you need to heal you need to heal don't be out here being a bitch thinking you're a man because he's a bitch see there you go talking man stuff i don't know nothing about that's because men understand what i'm saying you don't understand because you're a woman i know and i'm a sensitive whole woman i am whole men out there and bitches understand what i'm saying (coughs) if i'm looking at you saying stop being a bitch that bitch is sitting there going all right i gotta stop being a bitch he's talking right to me i can't handle the toxicity for you good for you man when is being a bitch and cry a little bit when has come to think of it coming back so you can get the toxicity out 
it's gonna be a little bit all right <laughs> <laughs> we're coming back though we're coming back strong we got a lot of interviews lined up a lot of good I stuff no i know things I in no i'm excited Lining it all up i'm excited yeah when come to think of it comes back i'll have teeth and everything oh, like yeah. all of them i have teeth now like motherfuckers but uh, i'll have <laughs> all of them later <laughs> i'm not talking about that one i'm not nope you ain't gonna get me there anyway guys i really thank you all for listening to this episode i feel a little bit better for getting that out you should uh that was very strong of you very brave come out and tell people your experiences that that was that was rough that was hard that was i told you like i said i was going to scrap this episode yeah halfway through writing it i was like i can't do this um gather the monkeys (laughs) (laughs) um whether there is backlash to this or not i I don't care i said what i said i know (laughs) i said what i said i meant what i said it's all the truth Whoever wants to believe it can believe it. And if they don't, that's okay. I said what I said. If you have to learn it, you will. And if you don't, let's hope that you don't have to. It's not being, I didn't tell it for sympathy. I told it because it was the truth. That's important. Yes. And again, I say it all the time. When you have a platform, what better use of it is there than the truth? Yes. So I hope that it cleared some things up for some people who didn't understand narcissism. I hope it opened eyes to people who are experiencing it and don't know what's happening to them. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. If if you see it and you think it's weird, play this episode back again. Yeah. Do some research. Go on YouTube. There's plenty of people out there talking about narcissism. Yeah, don't just take our word for it. No. I mean, we know what the fuck we're talking about. Don't don't put that on me. I didn't <laughs> say that. But, you know, don't just... I mean, you get a second opinion when somebody tells you you have a, a, a tumor, right? So... Get a second, third, somebody fourth, tells you, yeah, fifth opinion. Somebody tells opinion. you, you think, uh, that you got a narcissist. Get another opinion. If you Go need, check it out. If you need someone to talk to, if you're looking for therapy, you can check out BetterHelp. Uh, BetterHelp.com. Absolutely. There's an app. If you, wonderful. If you need someone to just talk to you can always hit us up uh, i also know uh someone who i might be able to refer you to if you're looking to find therapy um just just pay attention to what's happening around you and seek help if you need to if you have questions uh you can send me an email at coffee cream and convo at yahoo.com you can also hit the dm coffee cream and convo a n d convo c o n v o on instagram um, we're here for you. Also, I feel like I would be remiss if I did not mention that our friend Samad is willing to lend penis to any woman who needs someone to keep her company while she's getting over a narcissist. I feel like one day Samad is just going to blank on you for all the shit you talk about him. But it's true, though. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I mean, you've heard the show. It's true. I have heard the show, but I'm not going to talk bad about Samad. He's nope. a whole lender. <laughs> he's a lending mm, agent. Nope. <laughs> I will not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to let you talk your sh. I'm trying to stay on Samad's good side. That's it. Anyway. You want to stay on his good, good side. You send your lonely friends his way. Not sending. No. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> gotcha, <laughs> my man. <laughs> and on that note. Happy summer. Oh, gosh. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Definitely. Thank you, guys. Yes. Been another pleasure. Yes. It's been fun. Take care of each other. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Coffee Cream and Convo is hosted by Heidi Potter and Tommy Brown. Email us at coffeecreamandconvo at yahoo.com with any questions, comments, or suggestions. Join us at Coffee Cream and Convo on Instagram or Dead Savage on Facebook. Coffee Cream and Convo is a Dead Savage production. Outro by Brianna.